Saved and Such. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of the Saved and Such Woman segment. And we are back here. We what's our topic today, sis? What are we talking about? Our topic is young and on fire. Yes. And I think ultimately this is going to be a really good episode because what we are seeing is literally a generation that is waking up and yes. answering the call of God. It's literally like happening all over. And especially with our young ones. I'm 25. I'm 22. And we're even seeing it 14 years old. We got mm-hmm. people in the chat. They're 14. They're yeah. 13. They're on fire for God. Speaking of tongues already, like yeah. literally trying to live holy. And yeah. that's another thing we're yeah. talking about tonight, the flesh versus the spirit yeah. and how sometimes the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm. And how does that all combine when we are young, mm. trying to live a life of faith, trying to live a life of purpose and intimacy, more important, with God? What's crazy is one of the things that I struggle with, even with doing this podcast, even with posting some of the stuff that I post about God on my social medias and just talking to people about God is still being very much so of my flesh mm. and still battling between what I want and what God and what I know I should be doing because mm-hmm. of what God wants. Um, and I never wanted to be titled a hypocrite. So I'm like, I'll just keep quiet about it. Like, I just won't talk about it. I won't, um, you know, get involved because I don't want to be seen as a hypocrite. Yeah. But, it's something about when people see the journey, when they see where you came from and they see where you're going and where you are, that really inspires them to do the same thing. And so I don't want to cut out. I'm to the point and I'm still getting to the point where I want people to see me for who I am yeah, and understand that God is working on me every day. Every day. Every day. Even when I'm messing up, even when I'm down and out, even when I'm you know, doing some stuff I shouldn't be doing, even when I'm doing almost everything right. God is still working on me. He's still guiding me and showing me who I am and who I can be. And so for me being 22, it's like, I want to be 22 for real. Exactly. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, you're 22, but God, you have a calling on your life and, and you have an assignment and people's deliverance and people's blessings and people's Healing is a, is attached to your obedience and your discipline. Mm. So you got to lock in. And that's something that I'm tussling with. And I feel like we put so much pressure because we are young on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Even what you just said, you said that I got to do this for other people. That's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. yeah. to put on a 22-year, 25-year-old, mm-hmm. even a 30-year-old. Like 35, whatever the however old you are, that's so much pressure And I feel like for me, which was able to kind of alleviate some of that pressure, because I put that pressure on myself since Mm -hmm. I answered this call almost four years ago and going through this journey and allowing my process to be highlighted on social media. I mean, like I was the queen of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in this season, I'm redefining what vulnerability is, how much do I want to actually expose? But that's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the pressure of that is it's not even about what we're going to do for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will put the, the the attachment to the works. But when we just literally focus on the fact that God loves us so much now, that God desires relationship with you now, mm-hmm. not who you're going to become, not what you're going to do for the kingdom, not for your purpose and your assignment here on this earth, but simply all that you are, your innermost being. God says, yeah, you, 
I created you. I numbered the hairs on you. That's my daughter. That's my son. Mm -hmm. Forget the purpose. Forget the people. I want this relationship with you now. I can transform you. That's light work to God. Yeah. And I think that was beautiful too that you mm -hmm. said like people want the real. Mm -hmm. When I started posting this thing, I mean, I was just being called. I'm in the clubs. I am doing, I'm still doing everything that I was once doing in the world. And to the outside, to the religious person, I probably look very hypocritical because they didn't understand what God was doing in my heart. Mm -hmm. That's why people will say, oh, God, God, that's what God will say. You see the outer of a man, mm -hmm. but I see the heart of a man. And before a person is transformed outwardly, they're transformed inwardly. Mm -hmm. And so I'm posting all of this stuff where I'm like, hey, I'm in a healing stage where it's like for the first time, I'm asking myself some really hard questions. I'm actually sitting with the fact that I'm actually very insecure and fearful. And I'm, I'm literally posting all of this online. But then they see me and they're like, but she doing this, but she doing that. But they don't see what God was doing in me. But then they see a year now. Oh, that's a whole different Krista. Yeah. Oh, another year? That's a... Like, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree. I, I, And that's why I'm so thankful that my, my success, my love isn't determined by what people say and what people think. And I'm glad that God is very gracious and that he loves me even still. Um, but yeah, God doesn't... He measures your heart. And I and I had to tell somebody that that God measures your heart. He yes, he goes by your work and only what you do for Christ will last, but he measures your heart. He does. Above all, he looks at your heart and he says, You know what? I'm gonna read your heart and I'm gonna give you the desires of your heart because I know, I know who you are and I know what you need. And sometimes we do mm -hmm. things and <laughs> sometimes we do things. And we we separate ourselves from the love of God, but God is like, I still love you. I still want you. Come back. And so that's that's something that I still have to tell myself and other people too, is there's nothing you can do to separate God's love from you. Like he's he gonna love you even still. And I want people to understand that. Before God can change you on the outside, He has to change you on the inside. He has to He has to touch your heart and change your heart, and then everything else will follow. Like even if some people never get certain things together, God gathered your heart and put you and called you and put you in the place that He wanted you to be. He's not looking for perfect. He's looking for somebody that tries. And so, if your heart is in the right place and your heart is doing the right thing, you're consistently seeking God and seeking out his kingdom, then he's going to seek you. And he's going to do what, you know, he need, what needs to be done for you because of your heart and the conditions of your heart. Amen. You just said something that when I, I had to hit the Jesus, <laughs> because talking about being young and the battle versus the, the spirit versus the flesh and how a lot of times our spirit is willing, but we get in situations and seasons where our flesh is weak. Mm. And so... For me, I really pride myself on in this season of getting to a place where I do walk in better obedience. Um, I am more clear on discerning the voice of God because I have been able through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if it was up to Krista, I don't know how the heck is I'm even doing it. But by the power that worketh in me, mm -hmm. I have been able to live a much holier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I'm not perfect nowhere near. But I have left, I given up the control to be perfect because when I see how much I've changed, I know that ain't nothing but the Holy Spirit. Cause I was like, this girl, 
she had issues. So I was like, that is not me. (laughs) But what you said is, so over the weekend, and this goes back to portals. Well, not even back, but portals and doors. And this is what I was saying in one of the episodes where we talk about what are we feeding on? Mm-hmm. Our appetite. And I found myself in just listening to a lot of worldly music mm-hmm. and a lot of like, I was just digesting a lot of worldly things. And I ended up falling and making a decision that I haven't made in a while. And it hurt to know that I did that. But I was real big on when you fall, you lean forward. Mm. Don't go back because I used to do that. And my a couple of years ago, girl, I would do that and I would literally be down and out. God don't love me. I'm out the presence yes. of God for two weeks. Don't yes. even I'm I'm literally Eve and them hiding in the garden. Like God don't look at me this filth. So I'm like, no, I gotta ease my way into this. But yesterday I found myself in a place where I was just like, no, I still feel really kind of like weird about everything. And God said, I see you. He literally said, like, I heard the audible voice of God yesterday. Mm -hmm. And he said, Krista, I see you. And he was like, I love you. And he said, come to me. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, he was like, I know what you need. And I started laughing. I said, you know what I need? He says, I know what you need even when you don't know what you need. And I said, well, tell me what I need. Because right now, I don't know what I feel. And I don't know what I need, but I feel weird. Mm -hmm. And he said, go in the house. Because I was in the car at the time. And he said, seek me. I went in there. I went through my routine about my grounding routine. I did that whole process. When it came time to sit and um, to do my affirmations, it's a certain playlist that I listened to. And it said, God sees you and he knows what you need. Mm. You need the love of God right now. And he that's when he just started to speak to me right now. You've been feeling lonely. You've been feeling out of out of place. You've been feeling like you don't have nobody necessarily who fully understands you and sees you. But I see you Mm -hmm. and I even see what's in your heart. And that was a big moment for me because I didn't even recognize that that was in my heart. But when I thought about my actions, that's exactly the place that I was moving from. So while I'm judging myself, God is like, I'm not judging you because I see your heart. I know what the real need is. You just see the symptom being birthed from the need. But really, what you actually, it was deep. It was deep. I'm over here tearing up. Girl, yes, because we get so hard on ourselves. And it's so beautiful to know that we serve a God who is so much bigger than our emotions, so much bigger than our flesh and our mistakes and our failures and the ways that we judge ourselves. And God is like, what you see, I see beyond that. Mm. I see a little girl who is lost. I see a, a girl who just needs somebody to love her, somebody to speak life into her. And he wants to be that for you. Because he actually, it, it breaks his heart to see the symptoms that we're actually reacting off of based mm-hmm. off of a need that we don't know that we have. Yeah. I feel like God's love in those moments is so important. And it's so, and like you said, I have a hard time with doing, you know, bad things and then separating myself and just saying, you know what? God don't want me because I, I didn't did this and I did that. After I knew I wasn't supposed to, I just started beating myself and feel terrible. And it's like, like when you a little girl or a little kid and you do something bad and you feel bad about it and your parents still beat you, God's not like that. He's like, come here, bring it in. It's okay. And it confuses me sometimes because I'm like, in this moment, you want to love on me? Yeah. Because you're, I'm so used to having people, when I make a mistake, they withdraw love mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. me. Somehow I'm no longer worthy of love and I think 
that being a mother has really taught me that when my son makes a mistake, I have this thing where I intentionally always tell him because I want it instilled into him because it's something that really left a lot of wounds in me. I said, even right now, even in your mistakes, even in mommy's frustration, you are worthy of love. And I said, say that out loud. And he'll say it. I am worthy of love. Even when I make a mistake and I always say, come here now, hug me because it get, it get, it get deep out here. There's so much rejection and so much pain that comes from just dealing with man. That's why I love the verse where it says that they were all applauding Jesus and everybody was on this super high for Jesus. But Jesus said, I looked around and I didn't get hyped because he said, I knew man is fickle. Mm -hmm. He was like, they're praising me now, but they're going to be the same ones to judge and condemn me. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, don't put your faith or confidence in man. And I've had to learn that God's love is greater than man's love beyond. Yeah. It's crazy because God speaks to me. One of the ways he speaks to me is through music. Mm. And whenever I feel like I'm separating myself, greater is your love will come on by the walls group. And I just be in there like, okay. Like, all right, God. What do you think about the situations where God saved you in the moment so Something for me is I had to really take a step back and me always trying to perform and strive for perfection and say, before I even knew that I was called, you protected me. Mm -hmm. You you saved me from so much. Do you have those moments where you can just see the fingerprints of God before the actual call of God? Mm -hmm. All the time. All the time. I mean, physically, spiritually, like I can, I can, I can recall verbatim times where God has saved my life physically. I mean, from actually dying. Yeah. And when he's coming to whatever situ situation I was in and turned it around in that moment. Like, and when I think about it, I'm like, God is so, like you said, it's easy for him. And I'm sitting here putting limitations on him. Like, oh yeah, God, you, you ain't going to do this or you can't do that. Or I'm too far gone or I'm too deep. And you, here you are, like, girl, it's me. <laughs> I will save you. It's not a big deal. When you were doing it all along, and I didn't even notice it. And so now, looking back, I'm like, and Rick said, um, look at or hear or look at what's behind you and look at what's in front of you. And people say, like, what's, what's in front of you is so much more important than what's behind you. But I think what's behind me is more important. Because I can look back and say, you know what? I made it through that. So what's coming what's coming ahead, 100%. I can get through anything else. I made it through all of that. I look back. I look back and I made it through this. I made it through, you know, all the things that I've, that I've experienced. And I'm still standing, 10 toes. I'm still good. Exactly. So what's, what's in front of me is, so it's a little mountain. The big mountains is behind me. And I think that was the biggest thing that that's actually something that God says. He, he gave me the verse for this year and he said, forget the things that forget those things which are behind. So as you reach for, for those things that are ahead, but then it was like a double side to that. But remember, and he told me, but remember, and he even took me back. He said, remember your ancestors. I'm like my ancestors. Mm -hmm. He said, no, take it back biblically. Think about Abram. Think about Joseph. Think about Moses. Think about Isaac. Think about all of these amazing people. He said, I am the God who delivers. Mm. Now think about your life. And he, 
when I tell you God has saved my life from so many situations, I always think back to a time of me in college. Every drunk night, I used to be low-key an alcoholic. I would get drunk every night to numb the pain of the pressure that I had on me. And I was the designated driver of all my friends. But I'm the one who drowns the whole bottle by herself. I can drink a whole bottle by myself. I was a functioning drunk. I would still be functioning. I used to get behind the wheel every single night. So many times I find myself literally in tears when I think about I see people whose lives be gone like that. Drunk driver, this. Drunk driver, that. This person got hit. And it's like, you sustain me. There's so many nights where I woke up looking at a red light and I fell asleep and dozed off, and but my foot never left the brake. And I think about the times where I would get in these fights. I'm in handcuffs. Out of nowhere, this girl like, oh, no, you got to let her go. And the officer just lets me go. And I'm like, so what am I supposed to do? He said, go. And it's like, I would have had a record because I was in college at that point. But I just think about the fingerprints of God. And Mm -hmm. I said, God, if you saved me that much back then in my intentional sin, how much more, how much more faithful are you now that I'm actually striving Mm -hmm. to be near you? I'm like, there's no, I am truly your child. And when you're a child, it ain't about, I don't look at my son for what he can do for me. I don't look at my son for the things that he do. He's low-key pretty aggravating most days. <laughs> but I love him because he is mine. Mm-hmm. And he helps my relationship with God because when I think about my relationship with him, it helps me remember my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It's one of the purest things that there can be, the purest form of love. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, God, God has saved me from some stuff. I mean, getting hit by cars, bullets, like all that. Young. And I, and it's just like, it's God being intentional with his purpose for me and keeping me here has shown me like why I need to keep working and why I need to stay in it. Because it's like, he didn't save me for no reason. Exactly. He didn't save me for me to just work on my own accord and do what I wanted to do. He saved me so that I could do what he said and do what I was called to do because that's where I get the most fulfillment. Yes. And I, that's why I, I don't, like this whole being young, I'd rather be called here mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and journey with him through this thing called life now than I know some people who, And I just feel like it is the dispensation that we're living in and the times are changing and we are actually entering in different eras. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, we got 45-year-olds waking up, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, because if you're still here, your life still matters. You still Mm -hmm. got God can do anything through you if you're still here. Mm -hmm. But I'd rather definitely go through the journey now Mm -hmm. rather than later. I think it's worth it. Especially now because we got the fire. Yeah. We got the pepper. We got we got the we got the strength and the young and the the youth to actually fight. It's Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May four issue, never the issue, as well as yes, Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Galade. Gista, the rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, 
and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. And we also have the, we see both sides to every, and I, I think I love this the most about this generation that God is raising up mm-hmm. is that we want it all. Yeah. We want the good mental health. We want the money. We want the relationship with God. We want the healthy things of life and we're not settling. And I yeah, feel like yeah. we're challenging the status quo and we're actually setting our intentions. We're actually making it a point to God, what do you have for me? And just trying it. And I think that's what I really love to see about this generation is they're like, hey, God said abundance. Yeah. And not just abundance. And I'm not talking financially, but, but he said, just as your soul prospers, yeah. so shall I, you prosper. Yeah. Yeah. I want it all. Yeah. And that's what I, I, I yeah. do. I want it all. I want everything attached to me. And I don't want to settle. And so me getting out of his way, if I got to go through this little journey, however long it takes, I'm willing to ride with him. Because at the end of the day, that's the big homie. And we in this thing together. Real spill. Two-seater. I want everything God said was for me. <laughs> like like you said, God promised us abundance. And I want it. I want whatever he has for me. And, and I, if that's what he promised me, then I want it all. Exactly. But I think with being young, it is also that thing of the whole flesh versus the spirit mm-hmm. because we do have to go back to the, the biblical foundations. Mm-hmm. Be holy for I am holy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be holy for I am holy. Those are the things that we don't want to hear, but we're not here to subscribe to itching ears. We're here to tell the truth and nothing but the truth and the whole truth that the conviction of your heart will lead you to repentance. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about be holy for I am holy, yes, we're young and we know we look around at what everybody else our age is actually doing and what we probably will be doing if this wasn't for this call. You're like, dang, are you missing out? But it's like, no. I'm actually trying to strive to live a life where I'm learning about things that people don't I don't have the like biblical insight to like me abstaining from sex and actually choosing to abstain not perfectly all the time but I'm just now getting over that hump thank God praise the lord <laughs> but me now seeing that oh when I do it out of the context of the board of the boundaries that you've laid for me, I don't see the spiritual doors and portals that are actually being open. And so I give way to demonic torments to come into my mm-hmm. life. And so me learning all of this at a younger age and me actually striving for this whole thing of holiness, there is that like that's the thing. God does want you to be perfected in righteousness. Mm-hmm. But not your righteousness, because your righteousness, your righteousness is like filthy rags among him. Mm-hmm. But Christ died. And when we understand and we put our focus on him, you'll see the Holy Spirit be able to break things and addictions off of you that you would never think is possible. Yeah. But he's still gracious because he knows that it's a process. When it came to the whole, like, okay, total vulnerability, when it comes to sex, I have a lot of sexual trauma mm-hmm. that stems back to very early childhood. And I hypersexuality was a thing for me as well. Mm -hmm. And so God said, why did you expect something to break off of you instantaneously that has been developing roots for over 20 years of your life? And so that gave me the grace, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm trying to overcome, I know that he's a deliverer. Mm. 
in due season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and that's that's why I need prayer. <laughs> because I'm a very sexual person. It's it's bad. I mean like <laughs> like what? <laughs> I'm a very sexual person. And like, yeah, hypersexualizing. You know, some things happened when I was younger, which which introduced me to it early. Yes. And yes. unfortunately, it's like, I love it here. I love it here. <laughs> but it's, it's, I'm, I've been trying for so long, not that long, but so long, to, you know, control myself. I mean, I, and I have a great deal of self-control. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't just be out here. But... Um, I I really want to get into the celibacy and abstinence thing, cause it's like I be I be doing it sometimes that I be playing like all right I'm chill for like three months, fourth month. <laughs> no, but that that's real though, and that that's so because that's what it look like. Yeah. Your three months will turn into um. Well, did you say, yeah? You said three months. You know, next thing you know, it's six months. Then it's nine months, and then you like oh wait. I just did a year, shorty. I am unstoppable. Then you might have. The whole point is <laughs> you get up and that's my number one rule. Somebody will always ask me, Krista, what is your number one advice? And I always tell people, no matter what, don't give up. Mm-hmm. In this walk with Christ, you're going to go through some things. Sometimes you're not going to feel capable. Sometimes you're not going to feel like you don't know what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, this life is going to knock you down because when you intentionally strive to live holy, the enemy is 10 times on you because you're no longer doing his will for one. Yeah. So when people come into this walk, they're like, bliss. And then the Holy Spirit is like, spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. But take heart, for I've overcome this world. And now you got to journey and figure out how to navigate that. Mm-hmm. But the whole process and the whole thing is you don't give up. Though the righteous fall down, the righteous man fall down seven times, nine times, however many times, get back up. Yeah. Keep pushing yeah. forward. Keep going. Keep leaning in. I'm doing my best, brother. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Amen. I think ultimately, though, what we're going to keep seeing is revival taking place. Yeah. We're going to yeah. keep seeing people give their lives to Christ. And we're going to keep seeing radical changes happening mm-hmm. within people that we're going to see manifested in this earth with the assignment that God has for all of us. I feel like what we're coming up on, God is like, he's been telling me this for a couple of years now, get in position, get in position, get in position. Mm-hmm. But you know, when God give a word, he don't give a timeline. He just spoke a word. He like, yeah. it happened just, when it happened. Just stay ready. <laughs> just stay ready. <laughs> and so I just see like, everybody's about to get in position in their own lane. Mm-hmm. We got people mm-hmm. about to be called to ministry, people called to the workforce, people called to business, mm-hmm. people called to music industry. We're mm-hmm. just going to see so many people getting in position because there is an actual war going on. Yeah. And those who, that's why many are called and few are chosen because very few people have the endurance and the perseverance mm-hmm. to stay the journey. To stick it out. And that's why he says, don't complain through your, your trials and sufferings, but rejoice Praise for God. you know that mm-hmm. it's building something within you, that endurance and that perseverance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got to encourage one another. That's why having a strong community is so important because we're going to go through some things. Period. And we got to fight together. Amen. All right. Anything else for the people? (laughs) Keep fighting. Surround yourself with people that will help you fight because can't do it alone. Depend on God for all your needs. And that concludes my TED Talk.
And I was in my little little tad bit is <laughs> no matter what, prioritize. I know because I'm, I'm so big on this because not in a like a very pride for selfish way. When I say prioritize self, mm-hmm. I really mean like get you together. Because mm-hmm. when you get you together and you start to really see that you are worthy and deserving of God's love, not by anything that you can do, but just simply who you are. Mm-hmm. When you start to say and realize that you are enough, you move different. You show up differently mm-hmm. and you love people differently because mm-hmm. you start to recognize I'm a flawed individual in need of a savior and I see that this person is another flawed individual in need of a savior mm-hmm. let me love on me the way that I'm going to love on them so that we can grow for the better so definitely get you right prioritize yourself the bible says to love your neighbor as yourself yeah. you will do nobody good if you don't believe that you're worthy mm-hmm. as you are mm-hmm. all right that's my TED talk Thank you guys for coming to another episode of the Saved and Such Woman segment. segment. See y'all. Krista Dior, (laughs) out. Moray, drop the mic.